Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You know, ever since we started this podcast, people have been asking for advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. Truth is, I really can't give away that information for free all the time. I thought they were asking whether they should leave their wife. That too. Well, go to my bookie. Check it out. They'll give you lines on all games. You can bet any sport. It's wonderful. You don't need me to talk to you. The Greek doesn't have to be in your ear all the time. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. And that's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys. They're your best bet this season. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, they will give you an additional $25 free play on any deposit over $100. You can use promo code MIZ25. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. It's up to you guys, but I'd wait until after dinner and take advantage of this extra 25 bucks. You play, you win, you get paid. Take it from the Greek. My bookie is the way to go. Hey there, Colin. It's homecoming week. Are you excited about homecoming? No. You know, we've lost three straight. But really what stole my enthusiasm was the South Carolina loss. And uh, I'm gonna, they're, they're going to have to win a couple of games to, to ramp up that enthusiasm again because uh, we got some tough opponents coming. Everybody in the SEC East seems to be improving except us. So it's hard not to be discouraged at this point. Yeah. So, no, I'm not excited. Well, Is that I'm, what I should say when I'm the host of a podcast about this football team? No, it's the opposite of what you should say. But the way I feel about this week is uh, nervous, I guess, because for some reason we're eight-point favorites, I think, in this game. And, yep. you know, just from what I look at, I know, I mean, I guess this is sort of a positive. Memphis's big thing is their running game. And if our defense is, mm-hmm. you know, we all know our defense is crap, but our secondary has been the big problem. Running the ball has not been our biggest disaster zone area. So there's that. But well, my other fear is that, uh, you know, of course, uh, no Emmanuel Hall again, you know, without mm-hmm. Hall and Brown, essentially Drew Locke is neutered. Yeah, we don't seem to have a deep threat beyond Emmanuel Hall, or at least not the coaches are willing to try. I don't know, or maybe Drew Locke just isn't going to try to make that throw to anybody but Emmanuel Hall. I don't know, it's a chicken or egg situation, but either way, it seems to be a part of our game that no longer exists. Yeah. You know, all I want out of this week is to, to win, and to do it without making a ton of mistakes. Yeah, well, I'd like to win in a way that didn't make me like have clinch my asshole for three and a half straight hours. That's what I mean. Like, I don't. I want to. I want to win, and I don't want there to be ugly interceptions, and I don't want there to be you know stupid penalties, and I don't want them to be you know dropped muffed punts or you know fumbles. I, I blown completely blown coverages, you know, or huge missed tackles all over the field. I want to win and do it in a confident way. That doesn't make me think that Barry Odom runs the most disorganized, undisciplined organization or program in the nation. That's what I want. Because I want Barry to succeed. I want him to make it here at Mizzou. It's hard for that to happen if our team is going to continually, you know, stab itself in the heart over and over and over again. Well, I think this will be the most important game for that to not happen because I think there's sort of a weird way he gets a pass for the last three games because we knew this would be the toughest stretch of three games of the mm-hmm. season. And so even though we shot ourselves in the foot, the record isn't that much worse than we expected going into the season. If we lose at home, homecoming to Memphis, 
and do a lot of stupid mistakes on the way, then there's nothing you can say was an excuse. It's just bad oh. coaching, bad football. If that happens, call him angry. Call him smash. Yeah. That's what will be my attitude if we lose this game, especially if we lose it in the way that we lost to South Carolina, in the way that we lost to Georgia, the way we lost to Alabama, where we just basically said, hey, we'd like to be competitive this game, but here's the football. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, just take it from us. Yeah. I tell you what, I don't mind losing those games. What I mind is getting beat by Missouri. You know what I mean? Because I don't feel like we got beat by North Carolina. I don't feel like we beat well, we by Missouri. We didn't even play North Carolina, like you know. beat by Alabama. We got beat by Missouri. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just don't want to get beat by Missouri anymore this year. That yeah. doesn't mean we can't lose. That just means I don't want to get beat by Missouri. Yeah, so far nobody's getting beat by Missouri. <laughs> yeah, the only people in Missouri are beating is us. Yeah. <laughs> well, as always, we've got some guests to talk about what the game might hold. This week, we've got Mitch Davis, who's a college football writer from Memphis, Tennessee. He's going to tell us a little bit about these Memphis Tigers. And of yeah, course, that sounds smart. Yeah, sure. And, uh, of course, we've got, uh, Caleb the Greek to give us his weekly picks. Made me money last week. Bearded lady pleaser. <laughs> That's the one. He made me money last week. I'm hoping he'll do it again. Yep. All right, Colin, let's get to those guys and find out something about Memphis, because I know I don't know much. I know nothing. That'll change here in a minute. Till then, yeah. M-I-Z. I on brand. <laughs> Till then, M-I-Z. D-O-U. Gonna throw it. Slam. This bugs for you, Mizzou. Johnson, and he's gone. Touchdown, Missouri. You don't get no better than that, man. Lock, deep, near side. Jamon Moore. It's a foot race. 82 yards. Touchdown, Missouri. Boy, look at Crockett run. It's his fourth touchdown run of the day. This is the Mazad Cat. On the program with us now is Mitch Davis, Memphis sports writer for The Grueling Truth and podcast host, here to tell us a little bit about these Memphis Tigers. We don't know a ton about them. In researching what Memphis has and what they've been up to, two names really stick out for us. Obviously, Daryl Henderson, the running back, who's put up tremendous numbers. And then your old quarterback, uh, Brady White. He looks like he's one of the most efficient quarterbacks in college football and uh, leads a really balanced offensive attack for Memphis. So what's Memphis been up to this season and what are their expectations coming into Columbia this weekend? You know, so far Memphis is kind of just like not played up to not played up to the standards of Memphis football what they've been used to. You know, they got wins Mercer, Georgia State, South Alabama, UConn, but they lost the close games at Navy, at Tulane, and they should have beaten UCF last weekend. It's been one of these seasons where a lot of Memphis fans and a lot of Memphis people like coaching staff have said we're almost there but we haven't finished yet. And I think Memphis fans are looking to finish in Columbia this weekend. Missouri fans are a little bit despondent after having three straight losses against, you know, some of the top number one team in the country, number two team in the country, and then a disappointing loss on the road to South Carolina. And we look at this Memphis game as one that we probably on paper should win, but we've seen enough problems in the Missouri team to fear that they can't win. Looking at Mizzou, what are some of the things that you've seen from our Tigers that look like holes that the Memphis Tigers could exploit? I think uh, you look at the passing, you look at Brady White, he's been able to pick apart defenses left and right. Mizzou's secondary is very weak. We missed that on my podcast when he came on there. Mizzou's secondary is very weak. And I think Brady White has the capability to kind of pick apart that Mizzou secondary. I think Mizzou's run defense, though, might shut down Daryl Henderson. But Daryl Henderson has been absolutely lights out the entire year, already rushing for over well over 1,100 yards and 13 touchdowns. 
tell us a little bit about the uh, the passing game for Memphis. Does White is he a long ball thrower? Is he does he beat you up with these little short passes over and over and the long uh, drives down the field? How does he beat you with his arm? You know, I think it's a good mixture of both. But the way the run offense is for Memphis, they kind of open up that pass. They're able to throw it deep, and they're also able to throw away those, you know, underneath fade routes. They throw it to the sideline. They get those little five yards, six yards, and then they open up the hole for Daryl Henderson. The one-two punch with Brady White and Daryl Henderson. So I think Brady White is one of these quarterbacks that... Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Beats you long, but he also opens it up underneath as well. Sure. Well, and then that's terrifying for a Missouri fan to hear knowing what our secondary is capable of. I think one thing that also scares us is what happened last week against UCF. Uh, Memphis lost a close nail-biter heartbreak game to UCF. I guess what are Memphis fans feeling like after that game? Do they feel like inspired, thinking that they have a lot of potential down the road, or do they think UCF uh, sort of laid an egg? You know, I think uh, Memphis fans are ticked off. You look at the officiating, and I'm not one to pick apart the officiating, Memphis had that win, and I think Memphis fans and Memphis team alike, they're like, you know what, guys, we can compete with anybody in the country. you got to give UCF credit. We're one of the best teams in the country. Maybe not national championship contender, but Memphis fans are saying, man, we can compete with anybody now. And I think they have a new sense of just pride and a new sense of let's go out here, let's go put it all out on the line, and let's go play for the city of Memphis. And I think that's the, the type of mantra Mike Norvell and company really have coming into this Mizzou game. Yeah, it was an impressive effort for Memphis, and it looks like you know they've they played well against inferior competition. The game that really stands out to me for Memphis is the Navy game, where they lost another close one. Tell us about what happened with that Navy game and uh, how Memphis ended up on the wrong side of the ledger on that. You know, that was another game where Memphis was leading, I think, by 17 points, and they just gave it up. They they let their foot off they let their foot off the off the throat, and they just said, you know what, let's just play some play some football. And I think that's what we saw a little bit in the UCF matchup. But I think Mike Norvell and, and Kevin Dillingham and the defensive side of the ball is saying, look, guys, we've got to put the foot to the metal and let's keep the pressure going. Because Memphis can strike quick and they can strike early. The key for Memphis is just to keep that foot on the throttle and keep pounding and keep playing Memphis football. Tell us a little bit about the defense for Memphis because you know, obviously Drew Locke has a strong arm and he's had a lot of talk about his uh, potential, uh, but it's two of his biggest weapons, Nate Brown and Emmanuel Hall, haven't been playing and may not be playing this weekend. And uh, then, of course, the Missouri's got a three-headed running attack now that's really kind of building up steam. So we have more of a balanced offense. What's you know, Memphis's with good Memphis defense? It's been one of these just helter-skelter years. We don't know what team is going to show up. 
like last week against UCF in the first half, that Memphis defense was one of the best Memphis defense we've seen in probably three to five years. But you go back and look at Tulane, where they completely gave up everything to Tulane. It's just one of these hit-or-miss things. It can be really strong in the secondary, really strong in the run defense. It's just one of these things where Memphis hasn't really found their stride yet on defense. And I think that's where you got to give Mizzou the, the credit. I think Drew Locke picks apart the Memphis defense, especially that secondary, because Memphis just not has that face a quarterback like Drew Locke yet. Well, give us a prediction. What do you think is going to happen this weekend? I'm going to go 34 for Mizzou, Tigers 28. I think it's going to be a lot closer than everybody thinks it is. I think the spread's an eight-point spread. But I'm going to go Tigers. I'm going to beat the spread. I'm going to go Mizzou by 34. Let's go 34-27. All right. So you think the Tigers will beat the Tigers? I think it'll be a heck of a game. I think the Tigers win no matter what. <laughs> I, I think that's a safe, strong prediction there. And you live in Memphis yourself? Yes, I do. I'm from Memphis, born and raised in Memphis, kids. Okay, well, let's talk barbecue for a second. <laughs> let's talk it, man. I, that, that is that is fighting words around here. Yeah, yeah. I, it is funny because I, I feel like there are, there are sort of barbecue capitals, and they all seem to hate each other a little bit. You know, I, I think... You'd be a fool if you didn't say Memphis had great barbecue. Uh, you know, Kansas City is sort of our mecca for barbecue. And, uh, I guess the real difference there is the dry rubs versus the, versus the, you know, the basted barbecue. And everybody's got their personal differences. Are you looking to try any barbecue in Columbia? Or do you, or do you, do you feel like that's just an assault to your taste buds having been born and raised in Memphis? That's a, that's a tough question. Usually I stay away from barbecue outside of the state of, uh, Tennessee, especially Memphis. And, you know, I went down to Texas, covered conference to the same men's basketball tournament last year, tried some Texas barbecue. So with that, I would be open to trying some Kansas City style barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> it's very open minded I mean, of I guess you. People might shoot me for that or might kill me for that, but I mean, I'm, I'm just saying. I, I would be open to trying some Kansas City barbecue. Y'all got any recommendations? Hit me up with those. Okay, yeah, we'll we'll maybe we'll shoot them to you on Twitter. There are a few places that uh, you should try, and some places that you should definitely not try. But uh, you know, it, it, we do take barbecue fairly seriously up here as well. Um, and I'll, I'll I'll just let you know, you know, if you try the barbecue here, it doesn't stop you from then going back and eating Memphis barbecue the rest of your life. So it's it, it's not going to hurt you. <laughs> but when you're born and raised in Memphis, it's a great barbecue we have. Especially Central Barbecue, and I had to plug in for Central. Sure, Can we- it's hard. It's hard, to, it's hard to go back from Central Barbecue in the commissary there in Germantown. Those two barbecue places are hands down the best in the whole world. Can we agree on one thing? The uh, the white sauce down in Alabama is an abomination. Oh, that's disgusting. I, I had it one time in Birmingham. I did not like it at all. No, that's a, it's it's sinful. I think it's an evil creation. It's- yeah, it's an unnecessary evil that nobody should have ever created. <laughs> All right, Mitch, thank you for joining us um, and tell us a little bit about this Memphis game. It will be interesting to watch. I think uh, you got a you got two teams who really haven't really totally defined themselves yet, and I think this game will do a lot towards both of those teams. Uh, you know how their season will proceed going on. You know, I completely agree with that. Hopefully, uh, hopefully the nine hundred one Tigers can pull out a victory and get a get bring back a win to the Memphis area. <laughs> well, I'm I'm not going to go that far, but uh, I do hope uh, it's a good game and everybody has a good time. And uh, you know, the, Man, like you said, you the so Tigers will win. Show, by the way, no problem. Appreciate having you.
Hey there, Caleb. Are you excited for homecoming? Oh, absolutely. I can't wait. <laughs> Memphis. Do you know anything about Memphis? Um, I mean, their barbecue is good. Barry used to coach there, and they took University of Central Florida all the way to the end last week, which is not a good sign for us. But it's Memphis. Can they do it two weeks in a row? Right. Well, you're the man to ask, and I guess that'll get us to our segment here. Some of that. It's the bearded lady pleaser. It's the best picks of the week. All you sons of bitches get rich with the man. Caleb the Greek, Caleb the Greek. Caleb the Greek, Caleb the Greek. Who's your first matchup? We're going to go to Tulsa versus Arkansas. Tulsa versus Arkansas. Arkansas. You just said that. Yeah, Tulsa versus Arkansas. Arkansas has been playing decent lately. They were at dumpster fire to start the first of the year off, but they did hang 30 on Alabama. So they are a three-and-a-half point favorite over Tulsa. Okay. I believe they'll win this game by at least 10. So take Arkansas. Okay, and you said they're only a three-point favorite over Tulsa? Clean out your ears, Brendan. Three-and-a-half point favorite over Tulsa. Wow, okay, and you say take Arkansas minus the points. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, we've got ourselves the 2005 Kansas quarter here. We're going to assign Arkansas as heads, Tulsa as tails. And the coin agrees with you. It says Arkansas. Smart coin for one goddamn time in its life. Go easy, Caleb. <laughs> All right. Who's next on the list? All right. We're going to go Cincinnati versus Temple. Huge game, you know. Cincinnati and Temple. Great big monster. 3,000 people on the stands game. Who gives a shit? Sure. But since he's treated me good earlier in the year, they are a three-and-a-half-point dog. Mm-hmm. Big Three-and-a-half-point oh. dog. Okay, well, let's we'll see. We'll give Cincinnati heads and Temple tails. The coin thinks. Temple. Excellent. Doesn't like those underdogs like you do. No, doesn't. You get. I mean, that's how you make your money, really. It's a risk of Can't be afraid. All right, on to the Big Ten, and we're going to go Minnesota, Nebraska. Nebraska is zero and six. God Almighty! And it's just an awful, awful, awful football team. Mm-hmm. But they are playing Minnesota at home. You saw for a second I was going to bet on Nebraska, didn't you? No, <laughs> Minnesota is a seven-point dog. Take Minnesota. I think they beat the shit out of them. They're terrible. <laughs> All right, so Minnesota giving up seven points. Caleb likes them. Let's see, the coin says Nebraska's heads, Minnesota's tails, and it likes Minnesota as well. Uh, I think that's a good choice by them, too. All right, moving on. North Texas, a team that we made money on earlier in the year against Arkansas. Some others played UAB. Mm. Another one of those huge monster games. The nobody ball. You don't always have to bet the big games, folks. North Texas UAB. UAB is a one-point favorite. Take UAB. Oh, you like them. It's basically a pick them. You like UAB, huh? I do like UAB. They're, they're a little better team than North Arkansas. So we got three upsets so far, and I've got one more game left. Let's see what the quarter thinks about this UAB North Texas game first. UAB heads, North Texas tails. And it likes UAB as well. 
quarter. I think the quarter is kind of shell shocked and, and is kind of just taking your lead here. Fall, fall the leader. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, last game we're going to go to the Big Ten. Iowa plays Maryland. Iowa is a twelve point favorite. Take those Iowa Hawkeyes. Ah, the points don't scare you, huh? Nope, not at all. I think Maryland's shit. Dog shit football. The coin has Iowa's heads and Maryland as tails. The coin thinks Maryland. Yeah, good. I'm glad he didn't follow me at the end. Yeah, that's right. So you got a couple differences there. Uh, no, no SEC challenges this week. You don't like the SEC. It just means more. I didn't really like anything sitting out there in the SEC. There's a lot. Like, I almost, I think it was uh, Auburn plays Ole Miss this week. Yeah. It's almost a pick and two. Um, you know, that was the only one that looked decent. Tennessee's a, almost a 30-point dog against Alabama at Tennessee. You never know if Alabama's going to put it on someone or just decide not to. Kind of like the Missouri thing, you know. Don't remind us. Right at the point line. I don't think those are good bets. So I'm going to stay away from SEC this week. All right. Thank you, Caleb the Greek, for your weekly picks. As always, sponsored by MyBookie.com. Use the promo code MIZ25. Get out and make that money, kid. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Caleb. We'll talk to you this weekend. Thanks, Brendan. Caleb the Greek, pick of the week. Well, there you have it, Colin. I've been edified. <laughs> yeah. Finally. Finally. I've been waiting for that for five years. Yeah. Still not confident, frankly. I'm confident my kids are going to college with uh, Caleb's gambling advice. Well, they're not going to go to college any other way. Certainly not from their own <laughs> smarts and scholarships. <laughs> no, but I'll be able to afford to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, I'll Caleb. Either way into Harvard. Yeah. Thank you, the Greeks. Pick of the week. Uh, your kids ain't getting into Harvard. I don't care if you get the money to pay for it or not. No, Brennan, Brennan, listen, you hmm. can buy your way into Harvard. There's several people in the administration right now for our government that have proven that fact. Okay, well, Caleb better be damned successful then, because that's the kind of money we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to build a second library <laughs> to get it done, but it's happening. <laughs> All right, well, uh, everybody, get excited. It is homecoming week. We invented the fucking thing. Get revved up. It's going to be a crisp 60 degrees at game time, I think. So uh, maybe we can beat Memphis. Get on the winning track, be four and three, and uh, try to take on the rest of this weird SEC East schedule. Yep, that's what we're going to do, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Side note, we're going to record the uh, weekend show a little bit later than usual because uh, I will actually be out of the state this weekend to uh, Oxford, Mississippi. I'm going to watch the Old Miss Auburn game. Hey, you know what? What's that? You have a third responsibility to this fucking show. What's that? I, I feel like that we're getting a bad connection. Is it a pot calling? <laughs> yeah, hello, Kettle here. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure something out because I know the listeners will need our sweet, sweet voices. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, we'll 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 figure that shit out. And next time you hear from us, it'll be after a Tiger win over Memphis. M-I-Z. Yeah, yeah. Call him angry. Call him smash.